Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one short, digestible, inspiring page of Talmud every day. And my guest today is my friend and co-host, Unorthodox, Rabbi Stephanie Butnick. Hello. I mean, being on this podcast three times makes me a rabbinical expert, right? Oh, my God. A Talmudic scholar of the first order. Once once made you a Tana, three times makes you an Amora. Fool you're, you once. What do they say? What do the rabbis say? Fool you once, come back on my podcast, <laughs> I believe is the thing. So, Stephanie, I want to read a passage that, that I think is going to cause you some pain. But but we have to be real here and discuss life's you know, okay. searing questions. Is question. it about livestock? It is about <laughs> abodes. So, the Talmud is going on in the beginning of Tractate Shabbat about carrying things from the private to the public domain, which is one of the labors that is prohibited on Shabbat. So the question that is asked today in one portion of page seven is, what happens when a house is really small? To the matter itself, it was mentioned above that Rav Giddel said that Rav Chia Bar Yosef said that Rav said, a house that does not have inside it walls that are 10 handbreadths high and with its roofing, it reaches a height of 10 handbreadths above the ground. On its roof, one may carry on all of it, as its roof is a private domain in every sense. And inside it, one may only carry four cubits, as inside the height is insufficient to render it a private domain. In other words, say the rabbis, if your house is too small, it's not really a home. It's not really a private domain. It doesn't have that kind of sacred spaciness that is required to make it, well, a legitimate private domain. Now, Stephanie, I've, I've seen your apartments, <laughs> your current one and your previous one. They're both in New York City. Our listeners who don't live here, I'm sure, can imagine it's what we're talking like about. It's not like Friends or Sex in the City in real life living in Manhattan. Not um, at all. It yes. may literally be 10 hand breaths, like 10 sizes yes, of, and my of, hands, of your hands. My little hands. Right. Yes. Does I this am a small with you? apartment dweller. You know, it's interesting because, first of all, the idea of a, the hand breath itself, right? Everyone's hands are different. I know that at some point there probably was a standard hand size that we sort of went with. But, I mean, it's funny because to me this is like, like Midwestern snobbery. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't drive a car? You don't you you carry your groceries up four flights of stairs. To you don't have a mudroom, yeah, and a rec room and a basement, a, a linen closet. You know, it's it's interesting because I think this this sort of shows me that from time immemorial we were always judging people by the size of their homes, right? And it's so funny to me because I know what they're trying to get at is this like very abstract distinction between what you can carry, what you can on Shabbat, with, with these rules and regulations. But what it comes down to is they're saying your home is not a home, right? And my studio apartment that I lived in with a my husband and my cat was definitely like two and a half hand breaths. Very cozy, pre-war charming, all that stuff. Stop stop and describe it to us. I want listeners who do not okay. live in this accursed so city of ours to get a good idea. I moved on up to a one bedroom, um, which actually has a door at the bedroom, which I didn't realize was like a thing <laughs> that people had. Um, so my old apartment was a second floor walk up in the heart of the West Village, the most amazing neighborhood in New York City. And you opened the door and you were in the kitchen. You were also in sort of like... The bathroom, if you stepped ahead, there was having a door there. That was our only door. And then if you – it, it was like the most perfectly well-appointed tiny space. And then if you, you turned, turned right, that was the bedroom. You turned right and you'd be in the living room, dining room office, which was one room. And then you sort of turned right again and you were through an archway into the bedroom. And – 
to me, what I learned from that is actually space isn't isn't the, the important thing, right? It's, it's it's how we use what we have. And that was such a perfectly appointed tiny apartment because everything had a space. Everything fit. There was a tiny closet here and then there was this little dresser there. And, and, and you sort of expand to the amount of space you have in life. And I couldn't expand very much. And so what I actually ended up doing was living for me, you know, a person with like a lot of clothing, a lot of accessories and a lot of pots and pans, you know, you 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 don't expand that much and you realize that actually you can survive in a small amount of space. And that actually was a very psychically powerful realization for me. And it felt like a private domain. It did not feel like you were kind of It felt so much like a private domain because every inch of it was mine, right? Every every part of the walls was covered because we had like three things we wanted to hang, you know. <laughs> but there was a sense that we made every inch of that space our own. And so I would actually argue, I would go against the the Ravs, um, sorry, sorry guys, if you're listening, but I would say that if you have this palatial home. That's not a private domain. If you can be in one room of your house and your child can be on the other side and you won't even hear each other, you, right. you have to like what text each other. That's kind of that's, that's too not, that's too public. No, 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 no. It's yeah. it's 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 truly not. It's it's it seems like the opposite of what they were getting at. And so for me, my domain my domain was a private domain because there was no privacy. Right. right? Like you were in it wherever you were, you knew what the other person was doing. You could really you know have someone stay over the night because they would see everything that happens, right? right. Like they, there's a way in which I found my very few cubits or whatever um, to be spiritually very important. You went to Ikea and asked for a four cubit tall table. I will say the moment I moved into a one bedroom, we started accumulating things, right? I got a, a, a sectional couch because I had room for it. I had a, I got a table that didn't like fold down half the time. Um, you know, and, <laughs> and by the I've accumulated things, possessions, and I feel like I'm losing the lessons I learned from my tiny cubit of space. Stephanie Budnick, on behalf of tiny apartment dwellers everywhere, <laughs> we thank you. Thanks for having me again. It's always a treat to be on the show. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoyed this show, please go rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly section of Reading Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, our producer is Josh Cross. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.